Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41-year-old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers. Welcome to episode 7. I am recording this on Thursday, August 13th, 2020. So we're just about five months into, well, it's five months since we started sheltering at home. And I mean, we don't shelter at home anymore, but you still all the pandemic weirdness and the face masks and good times. We start um, distance learning on Monday for Pippa. Tonight is, she's going to be in second grade. And Tonight is actually the back to school fair. And when I mentioned that to Nathan, he started laughing hysterically because it's really just back to computer. Like, we're not going back to school, guys. School is also a place, not just a, you know, theoretical torture for parents. So I'm trying to, I'm still trying to keep an open mind while using gallows humor to keep myself amused because. It's, I mean, I just, I don't even know. I'll, I'll talk more about it in the coming weeks as we actually do this. Oh, there goes a motorcycle. I'm recording this at um, a quarter to four right now, and the kids are home. So we'll see how this goes. I told um, them right before I did this, okay, mommy's going to go record a podcast. Not really thinking. And Pippa, I've told about the podcast before. But Julian, the four-year-old's like, a podcast? What's that? So I was trying to explain it to him, and I pulled up my preferred podcast app and I showed him the podcast and he's just like so amazed that there's a picture of mommy and then I started you know I hit play and and Pippa was just blown away that there's music at the the intro like what witchcraft are you practicing um it's like really it's it's if I can figure this out anyone can but they're impressed so that's cool and we'll see if this keeps them away um because I don't like at night I'm just tired I'm so zapped so waiting for them to go to bed is just sort of like a bummer and I don't get to bring like my fresh vibrant energy and I mean I keep going back and forth on whether is Pippa ever going to have at least hybrid this year like sometimes I'm really optimistic I'm like I bet by like November and then other days which is today I'm like I don't think we're going back this school year I don't think she's getting to do second grade in person but you know fingers crossed um I did over the weekend I, you know, I started off on Saturday in a pretty good mood and then I just got kind of grumpy and gnarly and I realized I was bored. I'm just bored. This pandemic is a weird mix of boredom with anxiety slash fear and rampant uncertainty because it's like, you know, so much of our lives have been upended and it's this big crazy thing happening and it's kind of boring. You know, we've had, um, growing up, and I've grown up in Los Angeles, I grew up on the west side, and I have lived through earthquakes. Uh, there were fires that we could see, like, they, they never, we never had to evacuate, but, like, enough so that we could drive, like, a mile from our house and actually see fires over in Malibu in the distance. So I've seen fires. Um, the Rodney King riots, we had to we leave school early, and my dad was the one driving carpool, and it was... One, of, I think it was the 20 minute drive turned into three hours and like log jam stuck in the UCLA campus. So like I've been through like some really intense events and this is intense, but boring 
Earthquakes, not boring. Fires, not boring. Riots, floods, there's lots of flooding has happened. Not boring. Pandemics, pretty fucking boring. Um, I guess I should be grateful that it's boring because people who are sick are probably like, I would like to be bored. Or people who have lost loved ones, they would like to be bored. But we're, I mean, we're still in this position where, you know, I know someone's, my friend's babysitter's son got sick. And that's the closest, like, connection I have. Or my osteopath's mom's boss got sick. So it's just very, like, distant and hard to wrap my mind around. Um, and, you know, I did see my naturopath this week. And she was very upbeat about this. And she's like, it's got to get better. And she feels like the treatments are getting better and that she she rattled off what the treatment is. And I know it included zinc, but I didn't write it down. Sorry. But she was saying, like, you know, you do this for five days and it just knocks it out. So she's like, you know, we were wearing masks, but she's very positive about the pandemic. It was I, I left very reassured and have been feeling very like like happy and upbeat since seeing her on Monday. So that was good. But yeah, Saturday, man, I was bored and admitting that I was bored really helped. There's a human standing on the other side of the door right now. Let's see how this goes. So admitting that I was bored, actually, it made me feel almost worse. And then, but like it accelerated it. And then I felt better. Like it just felt good. And then I would you know, we, we went to the park with, and we're having a, a play date with some friends and we're doing play dates again. Like it used to, we used to call it accidental meetups and now it's just a full on, like we're meeting at the park. We don't like hug and stand right next to each other, but like we're outside with space. Like, like community builds immunity. You need to have your mental health too. Like we can't just like stay in our house huddled and in a panic for endless months. And so, you know, I saw some of my mom friends and I just got to just vent about being bored and that made me feel better. And we went to my parents' house the next day and I just was like, this is freaking boring. And my sister's like, oh my God. And we just like laughed hysterically and it sort of blew off steam. And now, and then it gave me a chance to sort of cleared my head. And I was like, okay, this is boring. What things can I do to make it less boring? And I bought a pair of tap dance shoes from Amazon. I, they came, but I haven't tried them on yet. I need to try them on. I am going... I haven't tried them on because once Pippa sees I have tap shoes, she's going to be pissed because I know she grew out her tap shoes and so I'm going to have to buy her tap shoes. But we can do little tap dance YouTube lessons together. And it, it's, I've always wanted to tap dance, so I'm really excited to um, embrace this dance nerdiness. And hopefully um, I will build up the courage to post it on Instagram, like me tapping awkwardly but joyfully. So, yeah, dealing with the boredom, um, and yeah, buckle up for distance learning. Um, I wanted to mention a podcast I've been listening to. It's called Therapy Thoughts with Tiffany Rowe, and I just love it. And it's just been like a good, it, she's just like very, it, it's been like a boost to my own therapy because I only see my therapist every few weeks, and I'm meaning to do an episode about therapy and how it works for me and how it hasn't worked for me in the past, and but just listening to this Therapy Thoughts podcast has been really helpful for me and just doing more work on myself. And just wanted to throw that randomly out there, podcast that I'm enjoying. Also, I'm enjoying I Mom So Hard. They started a new podcast. Okay, let's get into this episode. I want to talk about radiant 
health, which is really appropriate to talk about since it's day 69 of my menstrual cycle. So I went and saw my naturopath, as I mentioned, on Monday. I have been seeing my naturopath for a few years. Um, a naturopath is a medical doctor. She's went to medical school and she passed the medical boards. Um, but she is a doctor who embraces natural remedies to help the body heal itself. And natural naturopaths can embrace all sorts of therapies, including herbs and massage and um, IV infusions, exercise, and nutritional changes. And they can even, they can prescribe medication. And my, um, my naturopath has prescribed to me something called, um, do I take Naturethroid? Because I have Naturethroid. I have um, hypothyroidism. My thyroid underperforms. So she has given me like an actual prescription for that. So it's not like I have to suffer and never take prescriptions. It's sort of a mindset of like, let's not just treat the symptom. Let's do the deeper healing work at what's going on. So like if you came in because you were sneezing a lot, she might give you something to help with the sneezing, but then it'd be like, well, what are you allergic to? What's causing the sneezing? Let's fix that. So it, it's like, it's a deeper work. And I saw, you know, traditional Western medicine doctors all my life. And I and was never questioned that. And then just started to feel disenchanted. I had a physician um, who I started seeing before I had Pippa and she was very nice. But appointments were 15 minutes at most. And it, it felt very like cursory and like she would test my cholesterol and I've always had naturally high cholesterol. And she would just say, you need to lose weight. And then that was it. And it wasn't, and it, you know, it, it just felt shaming. It's like, I don't even want to go to the doctor because I'm just going to be told you're fat. And I, you know, I don't need that. I, I know it just wasn't very productive. And then I had postpartum depression after I had Pippa and I was hospitalized for four nights. And as part, I didn't know this when I was being hospitalized, like one, so I wake up in the psych ward after spending the night there and my physician just shows up and I had a psychiatrist now, you know, I, I was like literally 12 hours, if not even that into having a psychiatrist. But, um, my physician shows up because I guess they just notify her and she's like, well, why didn't you tell me you weren't sleeping? And it's like, well, I hadn't seen her in a year. And she's like, I would have like prescribed Ambien or something. And, and to me it was sort of like, like there's a lot more going on than Ambien lady. Like I needed Zoloft and um, Mirtazapine and I needed cognitive behavioral therapy and I needed a lot of like lifestyle changes. I didn't need Ambien. And that to me was sort of, and it took me, another few years to like break up with her I never I didn't tell her I was breaking up with her I just found I just started like reading articles about naturopaths and thinking this seems more my vibe like more my jam where they'll talk about nutrition they'll talk about just the whole body wellness and I was like I want I don't want to just be treating like psychiatric symptoms with a psychiatrist I still have my psychiatrist but I wanted to just address everything. And it, and it just felt like I was, as I got more in touch with my intuition, I just felt like the right thing for me. My intuition was like, this is what you should do. So my first appointment with my naturopath 
she had a like questionnaire like I've never seen before like 15 pages of and, and not repetitive of just so many questions like you know you have your typical questions like how often do you drink do you smoke does anyone in your family have a history of x y and z it it, it went so deep into stuff about like menstrual symptoms and your sleep habits and um digestion it it, it was just it was so in-depth and then I had my appointment with her and it lasted a probably over an hour that first time talking about like well what are your concerns and what are your goals and um you know and it's it's been like an evolving process like so she and she's had me on different supplements and it's never like I want you to be on 40 different supplements it's I want you to take this supplement until your body has what it needs so for example she I've had different blood tests several times since seeing her and my iron levels were really low and the first time she tested and she's like that's probably still because you had a c-section and i had no idea that a c-section could like reduce your iron levels that much so and she didn't want me to go on a supplement because she feels like they're they're just like i don't want a lot of horse pills like i've never enjoyed them and she also was like your body doesn't absorb them as well so she you know had the pamphlets about these are the iron rich foods and you know, I learned that baby food is really iron rich because they fortify it. So I got myself like a baby rice cereal and would like stir it and put a little honey in and would just eat it. And then she, you know, and I did this for like six months of just trying to get eggs and she, you know, she was like, use your cast iron pans and just really targeting on it. And then I was better. So she's like good at like, and she doesn't overwhelm me with like, here are 20 changes you need to make. She's like, these are your priorities. So like right now, after seeing her on Monday, my priorities are cholesterol and hormones. Because hello, day 69 of my cycle. And, and mood, because we I know my mood is really tied in to my hormones. And she was very, I was, I have to admit, I was a little nervous that she might be judgmental that I went back on Zoloft. And she was just like, that's great. I'm so glad you have something that can help you out when you're struggling. And um, she, I don't think she even used the word struggling. Just, you know, that you have something that can help you feel good. And, you know, I was telling her, like, I, if there's changes I can make to my diet so that I don't need Zoloft or changes that I can make in terms of, like, um, hormones so that, you know, like, there's we're, we're going to investigate, like, is my progesterone low or is it my estrogen or what? Like, if there's little creams I can take that boosts those levels so I don't need the Zoloft, I would like that. But I, so right now Zoloft is like a bridge for me to get there. But if I always need Zoloft, then like, shit, mama's got to sleep. So I'm really working on this idea of radiant health because I just, I just my, my, my naturopath told me a couple of visits ago, she was like, you deserve to be healthy. And I'd never thought of that before. And I don't know if that, message really gets sent to us in our culture you know especially as women um there's so much about like busyness and productivity and you know it, it just seems like there's a lot of messages like about how our body should look based on beauty standards but not based on what would actually be healthy for you like we all have different bodies and our bodies change for our life and yet there's this sort of one boyish standard that we're supposed to just fit into even after we make babies and like 
we grow a freaking new organ when we're pregnant and yet like we're expected to just drop all those pounds right afterwards and like get right back and so i think there's just a lot of pressure on appearances and not so much on actual health and like if you could manage your calories with potato chips and be thin that is considered better than if you're you know 20 pounds overweight but you're eating lots of vegetables and you feel really nourished and you, and you might not even be overweight but society looks at you as overweight because you're not a size two so i want to embrace radiant health i don't want to lose weight just to fit someone else's definition of how i should look i want i do want to lose weight because i'm carrying around excess weight and that's causing like fat creates extra estrogen and that can create like an excess that sort of makes your hormones go nuts. So I'd like to, you know, I'd like to be really fit also. This is, we've been watching The Floor is Lava on Netflix and I thought it, when I heard about the premise, I was like, this is stupid. And Nathan was like, this is stupid. And now we're obsessed. And there's only 10 episodes. It's like, oh my God, we're almost done. And if you haven't seen the show yet, it's sort of like American Gladiators meets um, like that old Nickelodeon show Guts. And you're like ninja jumping from object to object in a room with the orange liquid on the ground and it's supposed to be lava and you can't fall in and everyone's like racing to get their team across. And it's like actually inspired me because there's all these women who are in their 50s and who are quite fit. And I'm like, wow. I want to be able to do the monkey bars. I can't do the monkey bars. I want to do the monkey bars. I want to be able to, you know, do like chin-ups. I want to, I just want to be stronger. And so I started strength training. My doctor suggested that I've, I, I started strength training. I've done it twice, but it both times it felt really good. I was like, oh, this is something to make the pandemic more interesting. And my doctor suggested that now that I'm a woman of 41, that I try to do 15 minutes a day. Um, I'm trying to do three times a week right now and I'll build up and maybe I'll eventually I'll get to a point where I actually want to do 15 minutes a day or maybe I'll decide I'd rather do 45 minutes three times a week. You know, I'll figure it out. I have two pound weights, literally two pounds. And when I started, I thought, wow, this is not going to do anything. And then by the end, I was like, eh, no, I haven't lifted weights in years. This is actually doing something. And I ordered a couple books from the library, but there's there's all these videos on YouTube, so I think I'll just do some of those. And um, I have an old hula hoop, one of those weighted heavy ones, so I did that this morning. And uh, Mama might be hurting tomorrow on the stomach. Um, yeah, but it felt good, and I felt like really energized afterwards. And it's you know late afternoon, and I've still got plenty of energy, so I'm excited about the strength training. It's like I just I want to not just focus on symptoms in my life. So sort of like, yes, I'm on the Zoloft now for the insomnia and anxiety that was happening, but I'm like, what can I be doing other changes to support that? Like, I don't want to just be like, okay, well, Zoloft's doing the job. I don't need to do anything else. It's like, no, is there, is there, you know, I quit caffeine. I've basically, I'm staying away from refined sugar as much as possible. I'm like, what? Um, I'm interested in just finding foods. Like my doctor had a book, um, I put it in my Amazon cart. I haven't ordered it yet. And and if it's good, I'll recommend it later. But it was like a good mood cooking book and a cookbook, <laughs> a cooking book. And it was like recipes for like 
like I flipped through and there was a T for adrenal support. And I know like when you're on caffeine that can, or when you're anxious, that can really deplete your adrenals. And it just was like, oh, wow, like that's something I can make at home. So I just want to like get deeper because I do deserve to be healthy. I'm not like, I, I'm not supposed to just like abuse myself and wear myself out until I collapse. I, I should feel good and glorious and I want to be as in the end my 40s healthier than I started them. So with the um with my perimenopause, um my doctor has suggested I do a dry urine hormone test, which is so she sent me home with this little like packet and there's these strips. And you have to you pee on the strips and then you put them on a shelf on like a paper towel and dry them. I'm like, well, that's interesting with my kids. And she's like, just put them in like a drawer in your medicine cabinet. I'm like, okay. And then you mail them in and then they, and you do this like five times during a 24 hour cycle, like first at like 5 PM and then at like bedtime. And then if you wake up during the night, you do it the first time you wake up and then you do it when you wake up in the morning and then you do it one more time. And they, so then they can sort of chart, your hormones throughout the day because they will fluctuate throughout the day and the and then we can do a more targeted approach rather than just her being like well based on this symptom I'm going to give you some progesterone cream and we'll do this unit and we'll see how it goes like this will be a little more precise from the beginning and I'm just I always do better with knowing things so like understanding the way my body works is very motivating for me so she did a food sensitivities test, blood test on me um, over a year ago. Maybe it was two years ago. I can't remember. And just being able to see, like, the, like I had, it showed, like, whether I had low sensitivity to a food, moderate, or high. And if I have high, and it tested, like, 95 common foods that have sensitivities. If you have high, you're just supposed to avoid it. And I discovered I have a high sensitivity to kelp. So... I should just should not be eating sushi and really having just seen it I was like well I don't want it if it's gonna make me sick and kelp is actually used in most toothpastes so once I figured that out um, I just I switched to a sensitive toothpaste that doesn't use the kelp and it is an ice cream I probably need to be better I haven't now that I'm not having refined sugar I'm not having ice cream but you know woman is not meant to be perfect and then with the moderates, you were you were supposed to like eliminate them for several weeks and then you could bring them back into your diet once or twice a week and see how your body reacted. So there were things like um, yeast and a pineapple is the only fruit, but I'm like sensitive to pineapple. I'm like, well, I don't actually love pineapple that much, so I might as well just not have it. But then I had a sensitivity to garlic, but now I can't. So I was off garlic for a while and I did notice that whenever I had garlic, oh my God, it's like, Oh, that's some gastrointestinal distress there. But having been off garlic for a while, my body is actually now much better off garlic, which is great. And I was off really limiting my bread for a while, and now I'm much better with bread. So I know that just knowing these things about myself, it's, it's very empowering. Like in the past, when I saw doctors, it just felt very much like I was being told and you know, just believe what they're saying and that's enough. I had a gynecologist way back before I even met Nathan and I went on the birth control pill and it made me bleed like 
so much more intensely than it ever did. And I told him. He was like, well, it shouldn't do that. And he just gives me this look like, so you're obviously delusional. And I was like looking at him like, um, I know how much blood is coming out of my vagina. And <laughs> I, I'm not making it up. And he, so, and he was like, and he like sighed dramatically and he switched me to something different. And, and then that made me bleed even worse. And it made me even more insane. And it took me like six months of that to realize that the reason I was like waking up crying at 5 a.m. was because the birth control pill was destroying me. So I got off that and felt much better. And, you know, and then I had another time. So then I moved out here to Pasadena and I got a different gynecologist. And he, I had a bladder infection. And it was still irritating me after like a month and they took the urine sample and the nurse calls and was like, you're clean. I'm like, yeah, but I'm still irritated. She's like, yeah, but you don't have an infection. Goodbye. And that was it. And it took me doing all of this online research to discover like when you have a bladder infection, even if the infection's over, it kind of like torches your bladder and you might need to avoid um, things like soda and coffee because that will irritate it. And also like tomatoes. Um, and so I went on this really like low acidic diet and definitely noticed an improvement. And then I went off it and it all came back. So then I went back on this low acidic diet for a couple of months and it, it, it healed. And it just was like, why wouldn't a gynecologist know that and be like, you know, sometimes after a bladder infection, you just, your body needs like these are the foods that are good to eat and these are the drinks that are good, like lots of water, but lay off the soda. And, and I had to figure that on my own. And my naturopath would be able to like, she just gets all these things and she gives all that advice. And also I know Western doctors are, you know, they're working with insurance companies and they have like those 15 minute slots and they just don't have the time to, um, you know, talk it through with you about all the angles. So I'm excited to do the hormone testing. I don't know when to do it though. So it said like, it listed out like if you're regular, do it on like day 20 or 21 of your cycle. And if you're irregular, watch this video. So my doctor told me to watch the video and I came home and I watched this like five minute video. And they're like, okay, what you need to do is get like an ovulation predictor cat. And then once it tells you when you're gonna ovulate, you do it seven days after you ovulate. I'm like, okay. And I went to CVS and I, the kit is like, was like, I found a cheap ass kit for 20 bucks for 20 of them. So hopefully I ovulate in the next 20 days. I have no idea if I'm ovulating right now. Of like, do you ovulate when you're not getting your period? It's weird. I feel like I've actually ovulated twice in like since getting my last period because I got those, um, you could call them like cervical fluids or fertility fluids, that slippery egg white substance. I've gotten that twice which gave me like, oh my God, it's coming. And I, God, I really want my period. I just want like sort of the emotional release of it at this point. Um, and every time I go to pee, I'm like looking down, like, is it here? And every time like I even feel an itch on my stomach, I'm like, oh my God, that's it. That's it. It's coming. Or um, if I like have to fart, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gassy. I'm totally getting my period. It's just not here. And I'm like, well, a watched uterus doesn't bleed, except I've always gotten my period so just come already so now I have to actually after this I have to go pee on the strip I peed on it yesterday and it said no and I, I guess I'm just gonna keep peeing on them and if I hit day 20 and I haven't ovulated I'm 
I'll call my doctor and be like, okay, let's figure it out. So good times. That's what's going on here. Um, I'm feeling, like I said, feeling positive about the pandemic. I mean, I know this could take longer, but I, it, it feels good to have seen my doctor and have her told me that, um, you know, that it's getting better. She's not getting as many calls about it and that the patients she has who do have it are getting um, better in five days. And um, I feel really lucky to have a naturopath because she's in touch with a lot of these treatments. But she And she's also had heard though that people going to our local hospitals are getting the same treatments so hopefully treatments are getting better and that would be nice um just a it's just a crazy crazy time and yeah i'll be working also on lowering my cholesterol and my doctor said you know you may just be one of those overproducers. there's some people who just overproduce cholesterol and she's given me two types of supplements actually three um and I have to take those for three months and then we're going to retest and you know we'll see if I can get it down like my good cholesterol has been slowly going up but my bad cholesterol did go up this past cycle to um I think that's in no doubt like I lost weight but for like six weeks me and Nathan were having ice cream like every day it was like pandemic therapy and um I kind of think like right now if I have any sugar my body just like goes into revolt it's like you had all of your sugar for 2020 in those six weeks so lady back off um and I don't even want sugar because I kind of look at it and I'm like oh that's gonna make me feel bad shit crazy um yeah so radiant health it's just something I'm working on I still sometimes feel guilty about spending money on parts of things for my health care like if it's like we have insurance so if it's anything like that's not covered by my insurance like so the hormone test is $350 and I was like I kind of winced because she's like that's out of pocket but I was like this is really important like I don't want to just spend the next 10 years suffering needlessly and not knowing what's going on with my body when there's like a test where I can just be on some strips and we'll know what's going on um you know, I don't want to be shooting around in the dark, like, well, maybe this food I'm going to try is going to help, or maybe this tea, when we can just see, like, this is what's off, and let's, you know, because it's also going to test for my cortisol levels, and it's going to test progesterone, and it's going to test estrogen, and I'll tell you all about it when I get the results. Hopefully I ovulate soon, but in, and once I do, I actually have to quit. I have to, like, lay off avocado and bananas for three days before, so, and I, I have those every day, so that'll be, that'll be fun. All right. I think I have been rambling enough. This is um, just strange times, and but we still deserve to be radiantly healthy and um, empowered. Um, yeah, I'm just rambling because there's a pandemic and it's kind of zapped my brain sometimes. All right, stay sane, my friends. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.